Hello. Hello. Welcome to I, I Have, have a, strange a Strange Story, story podcast. podcast. Um, this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal um, stories and experiences. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Yep. I don't have glasses on. Does it look weird? No, but oh. I've seen you without your glasses before many a time, so oh, it's okay. fine. I thought it's maybe fine. it was confusing for you. I maybe. don't know why it would be confusing to me, but it's fine. We had to redo this. We already did an intro, and then my stuff fucked up because I fucked it up. And this it's is fine. not as cute as our first one was. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, but now that one's passed, and we can't, we just can't revisit it because it wouldn't feel genuine. No. Um, I'm Rebecca, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> um, so we're here to tell you some strange and paranormal shit. Shit. Yeah, we've got two parters, right? Yeah, this is our part doi. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Part doi. la vie. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how it goes. Oh, voulez-vous goûter avec quoi? Oh, wow. Wow. I know. Good job. I never took a day of French in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. Stop asking. Jeez. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. We have some announcements from Rebecca. Yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to Sarah Bozeman. I hope I'm saying that right. Either Bozeman or Bosman. It's... Mm -hmm. There's no E in there, so I'm just making it up on the fly. Um, but she gave us a review on Facebook, and it's very sweet. It says, uh, I just found them today, and I've been listening all day. Aww. They are funny, and the stories are great. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Send us your um, your physical mailing address, and we'll mail you some stickers, girl. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, people stick through it with our first episodes. <laughs> it's amazing it is amazing i do notice that we have a lot of plays on our first episode like 300 Mm -hmm. and then it drops off after that (laughs) and listen i don't i don't blame them in some degree because nobody's first episode is really great i know you're just learning the stuff shit happens you should go listen to like i mean look at how many episodes they have and then probably go with one in the middle or just start with like the the latest one. Yeah, that's also and then see a way how to that go. goes. And then you you understand it takes it takes a while to get to where you are. It's true. But anyways, anyways, I had some Christmas beer on um, Thanksgiving. Oh, I love nice. seasonal beer. Yeah, seasonal beer is good. Ah, we had some delicious um, uh, peanut butter graham cracker porter. What? It tastes just like a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. It's so delicious. Oh, that's way too sweet, man. No, it's more peanut buttery. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. The Christmas beer I had was from Colorado. What was it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where it was from. Cool. There's a lot of Speaking of that, I'm going to be with you in like two weeks. In like 11 days, actually. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Okay, yeah. Like 11 days. <laughs> That's so crazy, excited. right? Yeah. We'll have a little fun episode for everybody. It'll be a funsies. Yeah. We didn't talk about that, but apparently it will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it a little. Anyways, oh, we yeah, should get yeah, yeah, yeah. on with the show. And on with the show, folks. 
Um, you go firsties. Yeah. And this is part dua of mm-hmm. episode 58. Yeah, part zwei, as the oh, Germans would say. Part dos? <laughs> Ooh. I know. CC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is part two of um, our exclusive story. Mm-hmm. Uh, from an experiencer that has had kind of a lifetime of weird shit happening to them. And just so uh, to remind you of where we left off, um, some freaky shit went down in this kid's house. Yes. And um, they were confused and they're about to move. And they're about to move somewhere up north. So we pick up where uh, they moved. So... So a couple of years after that experience, they moved up north to Minnesota. Um, they were about nine years old, and their mom wanted to uh, finish school and also be closer to their family. And um, her grandparents, or I guess the mom's parents, offered them a place to live on a farm in Minnesota. And they said that this sounds so nice. I mean, I don't know about Minnesota because I've never been there, but I just imagine it being beautiful and farmlandy. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're on about 50 acres of farmland um, with uh, fields and um, in like foresty areas. Um, is Minnesota like, isn't that where Fargo is or is that Canada? I think, I think it's Canada. that's Alaska. What? We both look like dum-dums, I think, because they have that accent. In the movie. A? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so Minnesotians have that accent. Canadians yeah. have the accent. I don't, and I'm sure anybody above, you know, the north area. <laughs> as, I, don't I don't know, know do you? how offensive know. we're being. Let's stop. <laughs> okay. Are we going to just cut this part out maybe? No, just leave it okay. in. All right. Okay. All right. I mean, I love Minnesota already, so I don't care. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so um, so they lived in this farmhouse with um, the grandfather, with an uncle, and then um, this kid's cousin. And they said that nothing really weird happened in this house. Things were kind of smooth sailing, but there was a weird thing that happened. Okay. And I love how they're like, nothing strange happened except for this vanishing car incident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know. It's weird. Something did happen, my friend. Um so they said that they slept in the attic room and from the room they could see their the road and the driveway and every night at midnight this car would start driving down the road turn into their dirt driveway and then just disappear so what they saw were headlights they saw it turn into the driveway and then Mm -hmm. it just vanished hence the vanishing car um they couldn't tell what kind of car it was um, they just they just knew it was some type of vehicle that drove into their to their property. They also said that um, it wasn't there wasn't like a tree line or anything. It was a straight, clear shot view. They could see everything clearly. Huh. And also they they lived out in the country. There probably wasn't a whole lot of road noise or vehicles and stuff like that out there, in the, especially in the middle of the night. That's weird. So. So that was the weird thing that happened at that house. But they were, <laughs> this person's like, I've been through so much. That was normal. <laughs> Shit. I know. Um, so they stayed in this house for um, a few years while their mom graduated. 
and um, and then they decided to move about 20 minutes into the city into an apartment and this is where they experienced a lot of activity and they said it would haunt them for years to come so just kind of a layout of the land on this apartment it was a ground level apartment it was two bedroom one bath and um, it was at the end of a unit and it was facing a parking lot and so like their bedrooms are facing the parking lot and um and their living rooms facing the parking lot and then the door was inside of an entrance area next to the apartment. So this is just to kind of set the scene. So there was a lot of noises and shadows and sounds that this person, you know, got used to, that they knew what the sound of like cars driving in the parking lot were, um, people coming in and out of the door, what they sounded like, what the shadows, you know, all of that was normal. They could figure out, distinguish what was normal and what was paranormal happening to them. Um, they said they were a normal kid. They loved playing outside. They loved riding bikes. Um, and they also joined a wrestling team just to kind of pass the time, but they fucking hated school. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, they hated school and they would often skip it. So like their mom lived about 45 minutes or worked about 45 minutes away. So the kid would just like stay home and sleep. (laughs) Yeah. She can't do anything about that. I know, right? Um, and they had some good friends, and they would hang out. And so every, like, this is this sounds like it was a good time for this kid. Um, but then they started noticing some strange things. And it was subtle at first. And so they didn't give it a whole lot of attention. They were just, they just noticed little shadow figures. So little figures out of the corner of their eye everywhere they went. And they were super small, like action figure small. Um, they said anywhere from action figure to, like, infant size. Oh, man. Yeah. Anytime you throw a kid in there. Yeah. That's so scary. It's weird because kids aren't inherently, like, evil. You're not born evil. No, and that might make them even scarier because they're tiny and they're so pure and innocent. Yeah. In a way. What the fuck are they doing here? They need to get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you tiny shadow children doing yeah. here? Just get the fuck but, out of here. You just get the fuck out of there. What are they called? Those black-eyed children? They can get the fuck out of here, too. No, these are different. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I, fuck black-eyed children. They can, get, <laughs> they can get out of here. Those are scary little kids. Yeah, they are. Um, so they couldn't distinguish any physical features, so they couldn't see eyes or nose or anything like that. They were just head, arms, legs, torso, and they were pitch black. So like a shadowy figure. And they mostly showed up whenever this person was alone. Um, so they never spoke about them. And they didn't know how to explain it to anybody either. Um, but things kind of escalated as they do. So this kid seeing these little guys, sees them in his house all the time, um, doesn't say anything about it, pro- probably doesn't know how to explain it, doesn't know if anybody's going to believe him, doesn't even tell his mom. Remember last time he told his mom, or they told their mom, you know, they were just like, oh, you were sound asleep, nothing happened, everything was fine. Yeah. Um, so they went over to their friend's house for a sleepover, and they were getting ready for bed. Um, they were, you know, the, they were, uh, he was on the floor, or they were on the floor, their friend was in bed, they had the lights out. Um, they were just sitting there chit-chatting, having a grand old time, staying up late. 
Um, they were talking about video games and joking and, um, and everything was, was really fun. But, but then this kid noticed a little figure peeking from mm. behind the door. Oh, man. Or actually from behind the bed. I'm sorry. And so they're thinking, this is my chance. I'm going to see if this is just me or if other people can see this. So we use this time as an experiment, okay. so to speak. Very scientific, I hope. Mm-hmm. Very scientific. So, so he sees this little guy um, creep out from behind the bed. And then he sees another one creep out from behind the door. And they just decided, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I'm just going to let this ride out. And, like, he could see them, but he was paying attention to his friend. And um, and then the little guy behind the door was getting closer. And he's like, okay, in a moment, I'm going to say something whenever this little guy is easier to see. And granted, it's dark, so these f- shadowy figures are difficult to see anyways. Um, and you can't really tell if they're there, but he, but he can see movement or they can see movement. And I guess they can probably feel their presence. So they're sitting there talking in bed, and then their friend just stops talking. And it was mid-sentence, and, is, and the little kid's like, hey hello, <laughs> what's going on? And then their friend was like fucking shaking, so scared. And they were like, there's something moving in the doorway. And then uh-huh. he screamed. They scrambled to get the lights on. Um, their friend is screaming. They're crying. And they were like, I saw this little figure behind the door. And like the kid, the experience is like, yes. This fucking happened. Yeah. Somebody else saw it. I'm not crazy. Um, the parents ran into the bedroom and they were like, what the hell is going on? And they both told their story. So the kid was like, I saw a little, it was a little figure. It's like the size of a toy. It's, it was behind the door and then there's another one behind the bed. And then the, the friend was like, fuck that. That is not what I saw. What I saw looked like a little child with black features. Oh. And I know. And, um, so the kid's like, wait a second, that's not what I saw. Like, that's, I just saw something tiny. It was a little shadowy figure. It was fine. And they were like, no, I saw a little child and it was fucking creepy and I don't like this. So, um, so this kid got sent home and they never heard from that friend again. No, that's sad, isn't it? Um, but I think that what upset them the most is that they didn't see the same thing. Yeah, that's like, pretty weird, man. It is weird. I've never it, really heard of that. Yeah. Um, For hauntings or anything like that, that you see different things? Uh, I have. The, the car going up the driveway sounds like a residual haunting. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so with this, um, I have heard of, diff- like, not so much to the extent of, of maybe hauntings and stuff like that. But just from what I've, what I've heard, um, people do experience the same thing in different ways, I guess I should say. Okay. Like you're right about that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, sorry. Now Fu once inside, you're not coming in here, little jerk. (laughs) So the whole situation was confusing for this kid. 
Yeah. Um, they were uh, confused and they were upset that in a way this wasn't validating, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't. They, they saw the same thing, but they saw a different thing. And the kid just got fucking tired of seeing them. So what they decided to do was they were going to keep the room messy and they built little forts so that it would make it more difficult for them to be seen. Um, and this kind of helped a little bit. They started showing up less and less, but whenever they did see them, these figures got bigger. Hmm. They're growing. They're growing. And this started to scare the child. So once again, back in mom's room. And they would fall asleep on the floor. And then the mom's like, what are you doing in here? And they would be like, oh, there's ants in my room. Or, oh, I had a bad dream. They never told them what was going, told their mom what was going on. And, um, but unfortunately, this didn't stop the little shadowy figures from coming in they still did and they still bothered them um so this happened for a while um and then a few years later their mom got a new job they were making more money and she decided she wanted to move them into the suburbs uh, which was closer to the new job and um, at this point the kid was only seeing these figures a few times a month um And they were, it sounds like they were probably benign, just being kind of assholes showing up and scaring them. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's okay. (laughs) But as they got closer to moving out, they started to act out. So at this point, mom's like, you're sleeping in your own room. I don't give, you know, I don't care. Um, And this was terrifying to the kid. And at this point, they said, look, this is what I'm seeing. Um, it's scary. I don't like it. And their mom was like, you know what? This all stems from that incident that happened at your friend's house. And it was all from you being tired. Um, and y'all were scaring each other. And, um, and you just need to get over it in a way. And I mean, that <laughs> I, I think that's whatever any parent would say. Yeah. Typically is just to kind of work through it on your own. And yeah. in some situations, that's what you have to do. Um, but these little characters started messing with the lights. So they would be laying in bed and the hall- hallway lights would turn on. And then a few mo- moments later, later, they would turn off. And th- where this kid's bedroom was situated, um, if you went to turn on the lights, you would have to pass their room. So, like, their mom probably slept in a bedroom after them. And then, so, yeah, you get it. Um, So, it wasn't their mom. Excuse me. And this just kind of went on. But it escalated the closer they got to to moving day. So, they would start turning on the lights. And it wasn't just the hallway. It would be in every room of the house. And they said, I could see a silhouette, their silhouettes um, in the hallway. They could see them moving from room to room, turning on and off the lights. And this would keep him up all night long, and he wasn't getting any sleep. They also got blamed for this stuff. And mom was thinking, you're just sneaking out, getting some food, or playing a game, or whatever. And she was getting tired of it, too. And, you know, the kid tried to explain it wasn't him, or wasn't them. 
but how can you, you know, it's hard to, to believe, especially at that age, being a mom. So, so this kind of led up. Then the closer they got to moving, in fact, it was just a few days before moving, that kind of came to a head of creepiness. So the kid was at home by themselves and they were playing on their mom's laptop, like playing games or whatever. And um, it was in the middle of the day, so it was bright outside. And their mom's like, I'm just going to be gone for a little bit, hanging out with my friend. You'll be okay here. Kid's like, yeah, probably like, cool, I get to watch Tales from the Crypt again. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and so they're playing a game and they heard a tapping on the window. And so they were just like, going to ignore it. Mom says, do not open the door whenever somebody comes when she's gone. Also, they kept the blinds closed. They're on the first floor. They don't want people creeping in. I get it. I never open my blinds. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Um, And so they just ignored it, just thinking they're going to go away. But the tapping continued. Same thing. They just ignored it. Um, They did not go to the door. They did not open the blinds. And they just sat there. Um, and then finally, there was a tapping situation that sounded like it was coming from the middle of the window. They said it was bright outside, as I said before, and they should have been able to see a shadow of somebody if they were outside of their, their room. Um, so they were getting irritated. They closed the laptop. They went towards the window and they could see a figure peeking through the blinds. They said... And then another one came out. So they saw a figure peeking through the blinds. Another one came out. And um, they said that this figure was about four feet tall and very skinny. And it's not like these figures were outside. It was like they were between the window and the blinds. And they said this is what their friend saw. It was a childlike figure, four feet tall, skinny, and then had like black features so this put the kid in a panic he called his mom or they called their mom and they were like something's happening somebody's looking in the window i'm scared please come home and so their mom was like i'm calling the landlord they're gonna come check on you Mm -hmm. and so that's what happened the landlord came they're like nothing's here everything's fine the kids freaked out and then landlord's like why don't you stay with me and so the kids stayed with them until their mom got back. Um, mom came back. Everything was fine, of course. Um, and then shortly after, a few days later, they moved. So that's where the story uh, stops for now. Hmm. Yeah. There's just so many different things that I think it could be. I know. And um, I, like I said, I don't want to speculate. Or guess what this is because I think that this person knows what's going on. Now Mm -hmm. being an adult, now having been through all this, um, and now I think talking to people about it, I think that they figure out what exactly happened to them. And um, it sounds like this could be a four or five part story. I would definitely like to hear the rest. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know, guys, if y'all want to hear the rest of this. Especially if they figured out what it is. Shit. Exactly. I need to know. I yeah, like there's the, a lot going on. I think that we can speculate that that drive, uh, the vanishing car, is 
a residual haunting. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that I can think of. Now, the only other twist I can think of is mm-hmm. that, and then this person went on to write not only Little Monsters screenplay, but also Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what was happening. They had little oh. monsters visiting them, and then your toys were coming to life. Okay. So yeah. this is a Toy Story situation. Yes, that's my theory. This is Andy. Yes. Hey, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for letting us um, share that. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get the, the rest of the story. The rest story. of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the rest of my story, Sweet. part two. Part two. And just to jog your memories, this is the story about the alien that was in the kid's room. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes the kid would think that he was being watched all the time by an alien. Doesn't necessarily want to call them aliens, but that's what it looks like. And this is where we used the term graylians instead of aliens. Yes. Okay. Um, so... Part two just has a few more stories or occurrences of what would happen um, with these aliens in the bedroom. So. The second time that he saw these aliens, he was living in a warm state because I remember he had moved to a cold state and now he's back in a warm state. Um, So this is a different house. It's a different stepdad. And now he's about 15 years old. Originally, I think he was like 11. Um, so he is confused. He woke up sitting on the kitchen floor across from Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt was real popular at this time because of that show Mad About You or Mad About mm-hmm. Me. Was it Mad About You? Mad About You. I never watched it. Um, he had a crush on her and, um, the show was big at the time, like I said. So he's confused because he's sitting on the floor cross-legged and she's about a foot away from him. It doesn't make any sense. She's smiling, and she said, you don't really look like this, do you? And then he responded, no, but I thought it would be more pleasant for you. So, while he's sitting there staring at Helen Hunt, who is about a foot away, he spotted in the other room around the corner, hiding behind a chair, there were four of the Greylands watching Um, he felt like they were angry as they were staring at him and he asked Helen Hunt, why, you know, why did they look angry? What was going on? And she told him not to worry about them. Um, just to basically dismiss them because essentially the Graylians were just jealous of humans. And so that's why they were staring at him in that manner. Um, he went on to say that she made him feel really safe. It felt like she was sent there. Um, to comfort him and to show care and concern for him, um, and for his, and to, you know, uh, to support him and his feelings, um, and that she was basically there to protect him from the angry aliens, which if you recall in part one of the story, there was also a time where he woke up outside with an alien who was a female who was also sent there to what he felt like to protect him. So women protect him a lot oh uh-huh so um he had a small talk with her and it ended up being like a really good pleasant experience with her um so then at another time his sister woke up 
late at night, she was terrified because she saw lights that were moving outside of her bedroom window. So he looked outside and he saw what appeared to be the stars moving back and forth or almost dancing. Um, and so you and I know that those are UFOs. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, because UFOs, like, whenever they're spotted, they, like, are described as dancing across the sky or darting back and forth. Mm-hmm. So she is freaking out because she sees what she described as stars. So he slept on the floor with her um, because she was too scared to sleep. So as an adult, he's asked her if she remembers this event or the lights that were dancing outside her window, and she can't recall um, the incident. She doesn't remember it happening. Um, He goes on to say that he also had odd dreams where he'd be given a task, and the task would be something simple like catch a fish. And then the dream would repeat itself, but he would be given like a slightly different circumstance. So he'd be told you have to catch a fish, fish, but you have to do it with a spear. So it would change, and then um, he would become aware of what was happening. Like, he would become aware of everything um, happening over again. And he said that he would break the dream logic and wake up. Um, And often he had dreams of what he's calling them chasing him and looking for him. Oh, man. Um, Often they were in ships looking for him. And um, they were searching for him with beams of light, and he would usually be hiding, like, in buildings from them. Um, I was going to say something about his dreams. The doing something over and over again almost sounds like a, a nightmare or a sleep terror or something. I used to have dreams similar to that. I would yeah, be given a task or a chore, mm-hmm. and then I, it would be, like, never-ending, and I would wake up freaking out. I think it's because I had anxiety. <laughs> I think it would be like homework or something, but whatever. Um, So then another time, he's around 17 or 18 years old, um, and he's still living at home. And he woke up in his room. The light in his room is what he described as like a happiness light. It wasn't creepy. It wasn't weird. The light was pleasant and pleasing when he woke up in his room. And there were Muppets or Puppets. That were blue and fuzzy, and they were having a party in his room. That's cute. (laughs) He said he felt like it was condescending. And he said out loud that it was fake. Um, And then suddenly, whenever he said this is fake, he said the light dimmed in the room. And it was... um, dimmed to where it was uncomfortable and not pleasant lighting kind of seemed creepy and the Muppets peeled off their faces revealing that they were gray aliens underneath the masks Um, there were many of them and then a very large one just floated out of the closet towards him and it was angry and he spoke to him uh, without his mouth moving but that his thoughts were conveyed and he said we were trying to make this easy for you Um, But that's not going to happen now. And he said he basically cried in bed. He sobbed himself to sleep. Um, He put his head like under the covers. And um, then the alien came back and he told him he cradled his head and he looked at him and he said, you're not ready yet. And then he woke up. And when he woke up, there were dried tears all over his face. Oh, my gosh. Like he had cried. Um, so he hasn't outright seen them since then. 
he feels like he failed their test of some sort of bravery because he was too scared. Um, sometimes he'll still see shadows running across the house. Sometimes he still feels like something is in the house with him. And he'll even go and like search all of the closets in the house and, and find nothing. Um, he's open to the idea that he possibly hallucinated and he's explored that he's, you know, he's gone to several doctors to be test tested for anything physical or psychological or anything like that, that could be going on with him. Um, he says that his PTSD related to these experiences is very real. Um, now he's an adult He's married, he has kids and a family, and the, the family, they don't see anything like what he's experienced. Um, he says that sometimes he wakes up screaming from his sleep, um, and he doesn't recall it. His wife will have to tell him, and that for years, he always slept with the light on, um, he's always been under the covers, or at least has the TV or something on. Um, he's very paranoid about the noises in his home. And he even has security cameras like in his scattered throughout his yard and in his house to catch whatever it could be. And he's just really seeking closure for what his experiences were. So what's interesting, like I looked into post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. um, And we talked a little bit about it last time, but it's basically difficulty recovering after an experience or witnessing a terrifying event. So he's saying that he has PTSD from these experiences of seeing what he describes as aliens, but he doesn't want to call them aliens. Um, Symptoms of PTSD are night terrors, um, intense thought, and lack of pleasure. Hmm. So then he also talks a little bit about, like, the possibility of maybe sleepwalking. So sleepwalking is getting up and walking around while asleep. Symptoms are inability to recall those events, excessive daytime sleepiness, and fatigue. Um, and then and it also reminded me, there was another episode where I talked about the differences between bad dreams, nightmares, and night terrors. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is what he's having, but it almost sounds like it, if it's not something visiting him, it's it could be maybe something that is a night terror or something of that sort. So bad dreams um, usually sleep through them. So I, he was able to wake him up, if, wake himself up a few times, but usually you remember the storyline. There's themes, there's images, there's less emotional distress. So I'm not quite sure it fits that if it is one of these things. A nightmare, you usually wake up abruptly, and you can describe in detail what happened. But then there's night terrors. Um, So there's usually terror or panic. You scream or you shout, you sleepwalk, you thrush around in bed. Um, You asleep, but you can appear awake. And you're unlikely to remember what happened. So it almost sounds like what he's describing could be a night terror or a nightmare and not a night terror. Um, But then I also got interested. I was really interested in the, the blue Muppets peeling off their faces and revealing that it's an alien. So I kind of wanted to see if there were any core relations there. And if you Google it, basically all you're going to find is like the Muppet show and aliens that were on the Muppet show. <laughs> they were blue fuzzy <laughs> aliens on the Muppet show. They were introduced like in the eighties. Um, and that's all I could really find. 
But I did also find some interesting research about aliens and the most recent research that there's a couple of professors who have some theories about what abductions could be and why they're mm-hmm. happening. So according to, to these, um, these theories, so there's about 6% of the people um, claim to be abduct- abducted by aliens. This is worldwide, I think, or it's the United States. Either one. I don't know. About 6%. I think it's the U.S. population. Um, so there's theories that people are abducted, especially women. They're abducted to be impreg- impregnated by the aliens. Have you heard of these things? Okay. Yeah. So one of the reasons why they think women are being impreg- impregnated by aliens is because the aliens can no longer reproduce. They can't procreate, and they're using humans basically as incubators um, mm-hmm. to spawn alien offspring. So that's one theory. Um, the other theory is that they're producing a hybrid human to take over the planet. Isn't that <laughs> so exciting? <laughs> I don't know about exciting. Okay. Another theory is that they're creating a human hybrid to hedge against climate change. Okay. Okay. So the, the person who is saying this, he's actually a professor. I didn't say what university he's at. It said his name, but I can't pronounce it. Um, he teaches (laughs) Korean wherever he is. So he supports the theory by indicating that abductions, um, have increased, um, and it's correlating with an increase in the atmospheric greenhouse gases. Okay. So since uh, claims of abduction have increased at the same time with the increase in the atmospheric greenhouse gases, he thinks there, there's a correlation there. Keep in mind, <laughs> this is basically like saying... Um, Murders increase in the summer, and so does the sell of ice cream. So murderers must eat ice cream. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't read. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's a little far-fetched. I know, but listen. That's a bit of, So yeah. he says it's not causation, but a reaction that the hybrids are going to be able to withstand the rigors of a toastier planet. And I was like, but what about the bees? <laughs> and how do we know aliens can withstand a warmer? Like, how do we know that they can withstand it? So basically he thinks I mean, that they're creating a, a superior being. And for some reason, it's an alien DNA with a human DNA that's going to be able to withstand the climate with climate change. Fuck everything else. Well, yeah. Fuck the, the water being gone and the dying crops and fucking bees and all the other animals. You know, the humans are just going to make it. Yeah, that's... Do they not need to drink water? If, I mean, aliens, if you should be saving anything, it's, it's the bees, yeah. right? Don't like, fu- Don't fucking save the save humans. Save the pollinators. Yeah. yeah. Who cares about, like, humans... I think humans are going to survive no matter what because... Um, because we, you know, we will maybe little pockets here and there, but it'll be a terrible existence. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm, you know, I'm not feeling it. I thought it was fun. Um, <laughs> and if anybody else would like to do more research for us, I'll be glad to talk about it, but I didn't want to waste any more of my time. <laughs> like, 
looking at this theory. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, that is, that's a little much. I think um, just going back to this person's experience, there's a lot of um, similarities between this person's, um, first of all, how there's a lot of similarities between um, Whitley Strieber's um, experience to this person's. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, the paranormal, paranoia paranoia jesus don't make me say it again um of them you know going through every room to see if there's anybody there never feeling alone um that was something that um whitley streber um also experienced um the fact that they are not necessarily believing that it it's alien yeah per se it looks like but what they're seeing looks like an alien it looks like an alien but Whitley Strieber kind of um, describes it as like a mind hijacking. Like they're not maybe physically abducting you, but they're doing something to your to your mind. Like they're able to communi- communicate through your mind. You never hear of an alien talking through their mouth. Yeah, it's always telekinesis or that's or telekinesis, if, is that what it is? Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, Whitley Strieber also experienced PTSD PTSD because of yeah. this. And it was something that followed him into adulthood hmm. as well. I only read the first book. I don't know if, um, if it followed him, um, you know, later in life. But this was after he had a kid and was married and yeah. stuff. But then he had, like... Um, hypnosis regression therapy i think and he was able to unlock different memories that he thought for he had forgotten so the research that i read that was talking about the theories as to why we're being abducted the Mm -hmm. theory was also created by um doctors who did the regression therapy with people yeah it was created by them so they implanted these images into their head um the research is that what you mean sorry the research was gathered by doing the regression oh, okay. therapy. That's how they gathered information. They like got a thousand people who claimed they were abducted by aliens and they did the regression therapy with them to gain, gain their stories and then form their theories. Oh, and what resulted was we're getting pregnant <laughs> 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 to carry their babies. I mean, it, that could very well, I mean, you know, that's fun to think about, but yeah. <laughs> interesting. So much fun. Yeah. Well, you know, there are, there is a lot of imagery of, um, of the earth being destroyed that people experience. So there is this weird environmental um, issue or planetary yeah. concern that they feel like they are experiencing from these um, visits or, or abductions, whatever, whatever they want to identify Dude. them as. But like with Lee Strieber, you know, he was implanted an image of the earth exploding. Um, there was a memory or not a memory, but of um, like a scene of his child and like the earth dying around him or something like that. So, I mean, there is, I guess, something to that. There are images that these people experience that are of the earth dying. Interesting. And is, I mean, to me, it does seem far-fetched. Like don't plant people on the earth that are going to withstand the explosion. How about, I, I, 
you know, how about you take these hybrid people and you're like, well, now you're half human, half alien, and so we saved your race in a sense. I feel like that's the ego of humans Mm-hmm. And we're inserting the importance of ourselves into the, you know, possibility. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, honestly, I really don't think aliens would want to save our race. <laughs> I, you know, they, they come down and they do terrible things to people. If this is an alien, I don't want to talk this about an extraterrestrial. <laughs> I'm scared. Like, come on. Seriously. I'm abducting me now. In this very moment, I, know. I think it's going to happen. Dude, <laughs> do not read communion. Oh, <laughs> Don't read I'm it. I'm done. I'm actually <laughs> kind of nervous. Oh, oh no. man. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. All right. Well, you know, the show's over. We're done here. And if you want to send us a story, <laughs> you can send it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com so that we can read it. Let's lay off the alien stories for just a little bit. <laughs> this is what you wanted. You asked for it, by the way. I think I'm done with it for now. <laughs> I have a tattoo of a UFO. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I'm scared. There, you've been marked. Oh my God. You're like, oh, she volunteered. Shit. Thank you. What have I done? Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> if you'd like to send us your story or send us uh, something weird, um, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G E O R G E T O W N 78627. Yeah. And nope. subscribe, rate, and review us. <laughs> If you review us, please give us a nice review and um, take a snapshot of it. Send it to our email with your physical mailing address and we will mail you some physical stickers. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, I really, I really love you guys. Okay. Yeah. It got, it got a little deep there. But oh, man. You know. Man. Whenever we get a review, it's just like... This makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I like learning about everything and then sharing my astonishment with everyone. <laughs> Today was my one of my favorite like pieces of research that I've done. Like the theories behind it. Uh-huh. It's fun. I think it's a it's a far fetch. Yeah, thing. I like, like it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. All right. Well, I guess until next time. Bye. Bye.